Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Women in Tune podcast. Uh, I'm Andy Carr, your host for this podcast and the founder of Women in Tune. Um, I try to keep these podcasts fairly short, so I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, I think that uh, today, and we might veer off to another topic, we'll just see how how this all leads. I hope everybody is having a good week. It's Thursday now. The week is almost over with. Um, so I, I wanted to really get into the topic of emotions. Um, and I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth between um, the topic of emotions, um, how we as women handle emotions, and our health. Um, I, in society and in the culture we live in, women are expected to bear up under a lot. Um, it, it is, it is the expectation that has been placed upon us. Uh, and we're supposed to do it smiling. We're not supposed to complain. And, you know, in, in our culture, that has become the mark of what what womanhood is for some people or what uh, being a strong woman looks like or what being a good woman looks like or what being a Christian woman looks like. Um, we have pictures, visual, visual visuals of what it looks like visuals that have been um, placed on us by uh, religions, by culture, by media, um, of what a good wife looks like, what a good mother looks like, what a good woman looks like. Um, and, and and this can even go over into career. Um, what a good uh, different professions, what a good teacher looks like, uh, what a good... Um, manager looks like what a good I mean this 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 is we we operate we have we have visuals we have pictures um of of what success looks like in various arenas of life as a woman uh most of the time I don't think what we the visuals that we've been given are accurate um I think they can really be self-defeating um And I say that because every body is different. Everybody is unique. Every woman is unique. And the way that they are going to look in, in one role is going to be different than the way another woman might look in that role and the way that visual might look. I think to place that, you know, certain visuals of what success looks like, what this looks like, uh, upon everybody like it's it's supposed to look alike for everybody is just very it's really it's destructive you know um and and we fall victim to comparisons I mean women are notorious we are notorious for comparing ourselves to others you know and measuring ourselves by others measuring our lives uh by the lives of others it, it is definitely you know even though we know we shouldn't it's 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 easier for us as women to do it than not to do it. So I'm going to be talking, um, bouncing around a little bit about all of the, a little bit. I'm going to be bouncing around a little bit. Um, 
So basically, I want to start out with our kind of main topic, which is the topic of emotions. Um, And I'm more so talking about emotions like anger, um, sadness, grief, frustration, um, emotions that tend to be more inflammatory. Um, People have labels for emotions, too. Some people say, you know, good emotions are happy and excited and then there are bad emotions you know angry and 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 um and frustrated there is really no such things those are the labels that people place on them but i will say that um some emotions can be more inflammatory than others and though that's the topic i'm going to be discussing today is those inflammatory emotions and the reason why i'm discussing that is because Women are prone, um, are, are biologically, have biological markers that make them more prone than men to inflammation in their bodies. Um, that's why women, uh, statistics show and, and, and the research has shown that certain uh, life issues such as marital distress um, and um, even, um, even issues with weight tend to have more of an impact on women than on men. These things tend to cause more inflammation in our bodies. Um, For women, these issues uh, cause more inflammation in our bodies, in women's bodies than in men's bodies. Um, You know, we hold stress differently than men. So for us, stress can be highly inflammatory for us. One of the things uh, that they say is like the number one killer for women is heart disease. I want to say it's heart disease. It's not number one. Let me let me take that back. Um, it's I know that heart disease is up there for women. I'm not going to say it's the number one, but heart disease is definitely up there for women in terms of um, one of the main issues or conditions that affect our health and that can be fatal for us. Heart disease is very difficult to, the reason why uh, the, the situation is the way it is in terms of women and the, um, the rates at which women suffer from heart disease are what they are is because it's more difficult to diagnose in women, women's symptoms are different than men when it comes to heart disease um, and even heart attacks. Um, we have very different symptoms when it comes to heart disease and the way the medical, the way it, the, the system is set up to diagnose based on men's symptoms. Women's symptoms are more difficult to pinpoint, I guess, because they're not as obvious. So... I'm just throwing some things out there because of how I'm going to, how I'm shaping this conversation. I started out saying that women historically have been expected to bear up under a lot and, and not complain and smile about it. Heart disease is one of the top killers for women. Um, I'm going somewhere with this. It is very difficult to diagnose in women because the symptoms are not as obvious. If you're listening to all the things that I'm saying, you're seeing that 
bearing up under as much as we do, trying to keep a smile on our face. And with, with us as women being more prone to inflammation in our body as a result of stress, heart disease being one of the top killers of women, I mean, just going over that over and over again with you, you should be able to see the picture. I'm trying to paint a picture here of the importance of us understanding that we have to address the issues in our lives that are um, inflammatory. We have to address the stress-related issues in our lives. Um, we, we can not continue to bear up under so much and smile about it and act like it's okay. It's not okay. Um, and is not the picture of being a strong woman. Being a strong woman is being able to say when enough is enough. That's being a strong woman. Being a strong woman is not bearing up under so much stress and not complaining about it. That, that is not, um, it's not, um, it, it does not represent as it's been, I, I've heard, I've been at funerals and, 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 and I've heard women be praised who have died of an illness, you know, that probably could have been prevented. Um, they've been praised for doing all these things and being so busy and never complaining about it and doing it with a smile on their face. That, that has been a mark of like praise, like this is, we're going to praise her for this. And, you know, not that that woman did not deserve any praise, but what I'm saying is that when we praise women who deal with stress without complaining and bear up under things without complaining and keeping a smile on their faces, what we do is we perpetuate the very behavior that takes a lot of women's lives. And we cannot continue to glorify that and expect that from ourselves or from other women and and applaud that. You know, we need to applaud women who are taking care of themselves. We need to applaud women who have proper boundaries in place. We need to applaud women who, who understand, who are sensitive to their life stressors and are, are becoming skilled, are skilled in managing those. That's what we need to be applauding. You know, um, so I just, so I want to take in and I want to, I think I've already actually said a lot and been on here for, for a while, but I, I want to talk about emotions because, um, I was dealing with an emotion, uh, just a couple minutes ago and it's just, I, I, somebody very close to me, I was missing them a lot and, um, it was becoming pretty heavy for me, um, one of the things that have been helping me to manage my emotion is I'm reading a book and it the book draws from the from Buddhism from the Buddhism religion but it's uh it's called transforming your suffering and the book teaches you um a lot about how to deal with emotions that can be grievous um and one of the things that we have to understand is that emotions can bring an energy with them Um, you know, and that can be, um, that energy, depending on the emotion you're experiencing, um, it can be an energy that is healthy when concentrated, or it can be an energy that if it, it, that needs to be dispelled, if you will, um, that you do not want that concentrated, uh, type of energy. I think, you know, uh, joy and peace and, and happiness, certain, those types of emotions, 
you want that concentrated energy is very good and can be channeled in our lives to just complete amazing to achieve amazing things but then um the uh, the emotion of anger and sadness and and grief now those things while they're not bad emotions and they're emotions that are god given um they you don't want to have that type of energy concentrated in your life you want to learn how to embrace those emotions while kind of dispelling the energy from them because you don't want those type of emotions to consume you or overtake you or control your life you know it is hard when we're grieving you know it's difficult to get things accomplished you know when we're angry it's difficult to get things accomplished it's difficult to move forward so I don't want to label the emotion as a bad emotion because we're made in the image of God and God experienced the emotions of anger. You know, he was grieved as well. So he experienced these emotions. These are not bad emotions, but as human beings, you know, we're not God, we're human beings. So for us, God is able to execute his emotions perfectly. But for us being human, we have to learn how to navigate our emotional scene. Um, so without repressing, you know, or without running away, without hiding and not dealing with our emotions. So when I began to get grieved, because there's somebody very close to me that I'm missing a lot. When I began to get grieved about this, what I realized is that, okay, Andy, what you need to do is you need to go... Um, what, what my book teaches is that emotions like anger um, and, and being grieved, you handle them like uh, uh, you can handle them like a baby that needs attention, a crying baby that needs attention, right? So when you have those grievous emotions, you have to understand, okay, this is something that needs attention, right? That needs to be an alert to you that I need to give this attention. And just like a baby that is crying that needs to be comforted, when that baby, nor under normal circumstances in a healthy baby that doesn't have anything else going on, under normal circumstances, when you give that baby attention, the proper attention, um, that that the, the baby is comforted and is quieted. And the book that I'm reading teaches, teaches, teaches that principle, you know, um, teaches that principle. There was something else I was going to say. I don't remember. So with our emotions, especially the more grievous emotions, we we need to learn how to dispel that energy by giving those emotions the attention you see what i'm saying that that is necessary so a calming can happen and it does work trust me so what does that look like to to do that what what does that look like because i find that you know, um, being a Christian or even even talking to other people, people tell you what you should do, but they don't really tell you the mechanics of how to do it or what that looks like. 
um, that's one of the things I want to kind of, I want this podcast to really help with that. Um, so what does that look like to give your uh, emotion of anger or your emotion of grief, uh, emotion of frustration? What does it look like to give that attention? I can only speak from my own personal experiences and how I have executed it and how it's worked in my life. For me, uh, so what I am finding in terms of how that looks for me is when I'm confronted with a difficult emotion or something that is grievous and that is heavy on me, First thing I do is I let myself know it is okay. It's okay to be experiencing it. I assure, I reassure myself that I'm okay. And honestly, that's, those words to yourself are more powerful than you think. Uh, just as a crying baby will be soothed by the mother's voice. You know, letting them know it's okay. You know, it's okay. And and just those those words, uh, those comforting words. Well, the same does, we can do the same for ourselves and for our emotions that, that we've done if you have children um, with our babies, with our children. So, you know, that's what it is. You're basically dealing with these emotions as if they're your children. And so I find that that is the first thing that I do is reassure myself that it's I'm okay. This is okay. You know, this this it's it's fine. Everything is fine. Instead of, you know, trying to do away with the emotion or trying to repress it, I I speak I speak comforting words uh, to myself and it's okay. I'm okay. It's very comforting to speak to yourself. So that's the first thing I do. Uh, the second, and, and sometimes it only takes that, honestly, and I can go about my day and be fine. Uh, but uh, the second thing I would do, if a second thing is necessary, is to, in the moment, if I can, and if not at a later time, I will come and spend some time alone um, with what I'm feeling. You know, um, and, and the way that that looks is I come to a quiet place, I sit down. And I might say to myself, okay, what's going on here? You know, I might, I might ask myself, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? You know, what's going on? And, you know, I, I just talking to yourself in that kind of way is almost like being your own therapist. You know, um, you can, it, it really puts you in a position of really being your own therapist and being that person that is actually there to listen. You know, you can actually play both of those roles in your own life if you take the time out to do that. For me, I have found that practicing these things have really helped me to deal with some very, very difficult emotions. And remember, it's a practice. Meaning that you you practice it, um, meaning that you're not going to always get it, meaning that sometimes your emotions are going to consume you, meaning that you're not going to always catch it. This is a practice. And just like anything, any anything, the more you practice, the better you get at it. 
Uh, Keep in mind, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about on this podcast, they're practices. Um, I think um, there was something I was going to say and I forgot what I was going to say. So I'm probably going to end the podcast right here. Yes, I'm going to end the podcast right here. It's been 20 minutes and I think I've pretty much said enough for this podcast. Um, I hope that something that I've said has encouraged somebody, has helped somebody. I I hope that you will try, uh, you know, to utilize some of the techniques that I mentioned for dealing with your emotions. And I look forward to seeing you next week on the next Women in Tune podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend. Bye-bye.